foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. And Janie, I'm going to start us out today in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. And the key to those verses is that we have Christ dwelling and grounded in our hearts. Now, what that really says is that is a confirmation of the completeness in Christ that we already have. And this is a way of expressing to us how grand, how great is the love of God that we already have as ours. Right. Which is something that we're not really taught to the fullness. It's kind of a general statement. We're complete in Christ, but we don't really go into the depths of what that really means to be complete in him. Well, usually when we talk about fullness, we're thinking about something that will not be obtainable until in the sweet by and by when we're all in heaven. Yes, yes, that is so true. And then we have a tendency to dismiss how that could have a practical outworking. Mm -hmm. But fullness is everything that he is. And we received that at the point of salvation. And then the thing we need to recognize is in being complete in him. That is a progression. It's just like the verses you just opened us with today can take years, if maybe most of our life, to be able to function in that, even though it's already ours. Well, and I think some of that has to do with the fact that we don't really understand the the depth of that fullness. Well, and Sharon, that's why we are exhorted from the pulpit and from the scriptures and from other people who have gone before us to be students of the word. You cannot have your 15 minute devotional and believe that you are going to mature. Well, and another problem that we have, we we tend to multitask everything. So we want to be able to do our laundry and our dishes. And, and while that is true, we need to do those things and still be in connection and in communion with the, with the father. But that steal alone time isn't something that we make a priority. Well, don't you find that it practically when we multitask, we may get a lot of things done, but we are usually not refreshed after multitasking. We're usually exhausted. Well, and I find if I'm multitasking while listening to my kids tell me a story, I miss half of what's being said. 
it's really important that we realize that even though we're in communion with him, it's no different than being with somebody while you're out shopping or whatever. But there has to be that time that you get alone and set apart and make the grocery list. Yes. You know? And if you don't make the grocery list, you will be frustrated once mm-hmm. you get to the store because we don't remember as we should. And so in, in making that comparison to Christ, we, we really need to sit down and be still and focus on him as we go through the scriptures, as we listen to his voice and and speak to him. That's kind of the shopping list that I'm talking about. Well, that's a good shopping list to have. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, in making this shopping list complete is that we need to quit trying to reproduce everything. Christ mm-hmm. has already done everything for us. Uh-huh. He has the shopping list and he's told us how he wants us to apply it. And it's progressive. Okay. Uh, some of us go shop and we have the list and we're in and out as fast as we can. And we get what we need, but you know what? We never find anything new because we're hitting those aisles as fast as we can and okay. But some of us sometimes need to take a day where we just go shop the aisles, shop the scriptures, go to Proverbs and see a new understanding and some wisdom. Go to Psalms and realize what David did when he knew he was complete. But he didn't feel complete and his enemies were not allowing him to enjoy the completeness that he had. That is so, that's such a visual. I love those, Janie, because those I can practically apply. Well, and let's put a scripture with that. Okay. Um, Paul was very distinct and definite with Galatians. He said uh, in Galatians 4.19, that he first had to teach them what it was to be born anew in Christ. Oh, yes. All right. Okay. And that's their position. Right. But then he came back and said, but now, currently, when he was talking to them, I am now having to labor again until Christ is formed in you. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, in America especially, We want labor to reward us in many ways, but one of it is we want to see the fruit of it almost instantly. But labor sometimes is an ongoing process, and we as saints can get very preoccupied or discouraged or settle for second best in our walk with the Lord if we are not grounded in what we're talking about today, just the simplicity that we are complete. And if we are complete in him, is there anything lacking in Christ that he needs to finish so that we can enjoy everything that he is, or has he done it all? So what's he tell people in 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 Galatians? Well, he basically just said, I labored the first time around until Christ was birthed in you. And then he came back to say, but now I'm here again laboring until Christ is formed in you. You've well, been birthed. Now you've got to be formed. Well, in Galatians 3, 1, doesn't he say, who has bewitched you from the truth? Did Were you saved by some work that you did? And now you're trying to go through work. So that tendency to, to try to please or to try to gain some 
accolades of some sort is in all of us, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, part of that reason is because we do not understand what the word godliness means. Okay. All right. There's two mysteries that we see prevalent in today. And one of them is the mystery of Christ. And one of them is the mystery of how the church is to function. So what I would like to do is just say, let's define godliness. Okay. And in a simple little one line sentence, it is simply God reproducing himself in a person. Oh. Now, let me quickly say, <laughs> somebody has already said, oh, are you saying you're going to be little gods? Uh-huh. Absolutely exactly. not. Because you see, that's where the natural mind would mm-hmm. go. But God and God alone can only reproduce who he is through his son. That is a that is the mystery. Because God is a spirit. And how does he worship with us in spirit? So for us to understand that he is still reproducing us. So Sharon, this is a big issue. And so let's flip over to 1 Timothy 3, 16. And really, I guess we ought to start in at 3, 15. He said, he's telling them in 1 Timothy, he's saying, if I'm delayed and I can't get to you immediately, I want you to know how you ought, O-U-G-H-T, how you should should or ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, whose pillar and ground is of the truth. And without any controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Now we've got to move our mind a little bit to a different chapter here because he is telling us that godliness is not something that the human mind is going to grasp. It is a spiritual truth that really only someone that has the spirit in them can comprehend. Now, if we're talking to any people that say, oh, I'm not a believer, I don't know about all that stuff, we're telling you that we are giving you, via the scriptures, what it is to be able to apprehend godliness when you choose to be a part of the family. But it does take a spiritual understanding and people get really bent at us when they can't understand it. And that's why they don't want any Christianity because it's not comprehensible. Okay. So the only way that we can really find godliness is to surrender to God. But it tells us that really we have to understand the following points. God was manifested or made known in the flesh by the Son. He was justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Only a believer can start to comprehend that. But understanding the mystery and how we fail when we don't go after what we have been told to apprehend. So we need to take some time. And talk about what it is to apprehend what we have been commanded to understand. But it's a mystery. And most people would rather just say, I'll take one of those mystery programs on television. Thank you. And let your mystery pass right on by. Hmm. And then we suffer the consequences of not following the edicts of of what the Lord has told us. 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.